Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode is with Matt Guerreri, co-DC and safeties coach at Duke University. About a year ago, the shutdown began and we held the first virtual football summit with over 170 speakers. It was free. We had over 8,000 coaches attend and for a donation, coaches could keep the entire library of those talks from the clinic. And so we raised some money for Lawrence First and Goal, and that was kind of the where the idea behind Lawrence First and Goal began. Be sure to check out Lawrence First and Goal page on CoachTube. I'll put a link in the show notes. There's over 90 talks from the Lawrence First and Goal Clinic, just some outstanding content from the coaches who stepped up and delivered for a great cause. Let's get to today's podcast with Matt Guerreri. He focuses on teaching, and he's going to take you through a process where he installs his culture and talks about how his meeting room works. It starts with a basic premise that as coaches, we are teachers, and that's what he talks about in this first segment. If there's anything that I pride myself on as a coach is that I am a teacher, and I take that role very seriously. So a lot of you guys probably teach full-time in schools as well as coaching. So you're doing double time as a teacher. Uh, if you've got kids, you're teaching at home every single day. I take that role very, very seriously at Duke. The first thing that we are charged to do as teachers is to develop young men. And I think Coach Cutcliffe's way is teaching winning as a value. I think that way of of developing men and teaching our guys is really, really important. And that's why I wanted to start with that today. So let's say we're teaching finishing, right? So we're, we're teaching a, a football player to finish through a cone or to finish through a line, right? What is the short-term result of that? Is, okay, they're a better finisher as a tackler. They're better at finishing blocks. In the fourth quarter, your team, right? So individually, they're getting better. Your team is becoming better finishers. That's the short-term result of that. The long-term, right, is they're a better finisher in their job. They're a better finisher for their family or in their faith. And I think that is huge in us developing. So Coach Cutcliffe's philosophy is winning is an all-the-time thing, right? But how we teach it is as a value for them. So it's not just a short-term process, but a long-term process. And I think that example of finishing is, is one thing that's you know, important, obviously, in our program and for every individual in their life. Coach Guerreri talks about the importance of the assistant coach in installing culture in this next segment. The first component is going to be culture. Most lectures and clinics I've gone to are head coaches talking about culture, right? Because that's where it starts is 
with your head coach, or if you are a head coach, right? You're, you're the guy who says, okay, here's what we're going to be. I think that that's a fallacy. That's the only place that that exists though, right? So if you're a coordinator on offense or defense or special teams, I think that you take the head coach's culture and then that feeds down into the culture that you create on your side of the football. No different than if you're a position coach. David Cutcliffe, if, if he was talking in here right now, he would say, as a position coach, you're the head coach of your position. Well, that means that you better have a culture established for that position group, whether it's defensive line, offensive line, quarterbacks, whatever it is, mine happens to be safeties at Duke. I think you have to take that role very seriously. Culture to me is not what you do, but how you do things in your program, right? So some of us are offensive guys on here, defensive guys on here. Some of us are four down, right? Odd fronts, even fronts, different things like that. Man coverage, zone coverage. All those are pretty sound schemes, right? But the, the most important thing is how you are doing those things, right? Not what you are doing. As he explains in this next segment, Coach Guerrero believes you have to meet players where they're at. So here's one of my big philosophies is to meet them where they're at to get them where you want them to be. So you got to meet your players where they're at to get to the end result, right? So none of those guys are ready-made. When they're 18 years old coming into our program, they're not ready-made as All-Americans probably. They're not ready-made as Duke University students yet, right? So that's, we need to meet those guys where they are to then accomplish the end goal. So I'll use an example of texting versus talking. I'm probably not the only guy in here right, that is coaching a guy that's a better texter than he is a talker, okay? So let's, let's use the example of recruiting for right now. Um, let's say I, I, I want by the time a guy comes to Duke University that he can articulate in front of the room, that he can make three-by-one checks as a safety, that he's savvy, those types of things. That's not going to happen day one, right? It starts with what? An individual text message to that individual. And then from there, we build relationships, right? And we continue to grow every single day together to get them where we want them to be. So I think that's one little example, but I think that's critically important to our effective teaching process. In this next segment, Coach Guerrero explains how Chip Kelly had an influence on him and other staff members at Duke. Let's take a listen. When he was transitioning back to college football from the NFL, he spent some time with us at Duke. And uh, I think it was a really influential time for us as a defensive staff, just hearing him and some of his philosophy. So one of the things that he did when he was with the Eagles, and this is well documented, if you, if you read about this at all or have interest in this after we've, you know, go through some of this, he gets with the Eagles and he says, okay, here's the reality of the NFL. If you win, you draft last. If you lose, you draft first, right? They've created this essentially even playing field across the board. And that's why it's such a, an amazing league in the NFL. In college football, you have you know, different recruiting levels. You have different ways to try to get an advantage. He felt like there wasn't a way to get an advantage from a time or recruiting, things like that in the National Football League. So his philosophy was we can become the best, most efficient teachers. So he hired a teaching firm to come in and sit in his position coaches and coordinators meetings and critique them on how they taught. So we took some of those philosophies of, okay, hey, some guys, right, they can hear you say it and they know it. Some guys can see it in a playbook and they know it or see someone else do it on film and they know it, or most guys, right, have to do it, right, fail at it at some aspect and then watch a corrective tape on film. But how do we try to make sure that no one gets left behind by touching on every single way that guys learn? As a teacher, in order to have a great class or a great meeting, you have to have their attention right away. And Coach Guerrero explains exactly how they do that at Duke. 
Our meetings at Duke University are at 7.05 in the morning. Okay, you guys, right, if you're a high school coach, they're probably after school, but you may have a similar issue of we got to get our guys locked into this is football time, right? So you may have a guy tired after a school day, or for our guys at Duke, they may have been up the night before taking a test, working on a paper. So they wake up early in the morning, they do their corrective exercises, and then a lot of times they walk into a meeting room that's lights off within five minutes, right? And it, it's easy to fall back asleep, okay? So we're different than that, right? We have music absolutely blasting in our team meeting room. As guys are coming in, they're listening to this music. They like the music. It is their playlist, okay? Now, it's a clean version of all the songs, but they, they get to put songs on a playlist and add them, whether it's Spotify or whatever you want to use for this. Um, but guys are having fun. They're dancing. They're singing. Um, you're creating this loose environment, this team environment, um, where I think your players are really enjoying that, and they're enjoying coming to work into your meeting. The other thing about how guys are coming in the meeting room is what Coach Cutcliffe would call dressed and ready. So if that is a full padded practice, those guys are coming in with fully dressed besides their shoulder pads and helmet or cleats, obviously. They're coming into the meeting room, their shirt tails are tucked in, their pads are already in their, in their pants. Um, that's a hard five minutes before that meeting starts, about seven o'clock in the morning, you better be in there dressed and ready, shirt tails in, sitting in your seat, your assigned seat. So everybody has an assigned seat. Coach explains the routine he uses to engage players at the beginning of the meeting and make it interactive. And in this example, he's going to talk about the installation of culture, but this applies across all his position and unit meetings. I don't like meetings where you have to grab attention two minutes into a meeting or there's not a very specific set time. Like I like, okay, hey, at 7.05, bam, the meeting starts and it starts every single day the exact same way. So a defensive meeting for us, I would say greetings defenders. When they hear me say that, any side conversation is completely off. They would respond greetings. They would be sitting up flat back in their seats and their feet flat on the floor. That's the expectation with their notebooks out. Okay. So when I say greetings offender, they respond to me greetings and the meeting has started. I would then say to them strength and honor. So I would have my fist over my heart and that is our code on defense. Okay. Which is stolen from the movie, the gladiator, which we'll get into in a minute, but I wanted to have some way right for our, our defensive system. Okay. Where we are, this is, a, this is the meeting is set and then we have our, soldier to soldier, right, code of the way that we're going to try to do things on defense at Duke. So that's how meetings would start for us. This would immediately then go to the clip from The Gladiator, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. I don't know if, if everybody's seen it, but um, I would recommend it. Here's two Roman soldiers. This is the first battle scene of the movie, and they say to each other, strength and honor, right? That's their code, right, before they were about to go into a battle. So we're showing our guys where that concept came from. Then I would immediately define strength for all of them. So I would say, okay, the capacity of an object or substance to withstand great force or pressure, right? So I, I would start by saying, okay, here's what strength and honor means to me, okay? Here's the definition of strength. So you guys all know, and guys are taking notes, right? Again, we're just establishing our culture. We're not talking about any football yet. And then the next thing is I would define honor for all of them. So I would say, okay, right? Honor is adherence to what is right or to a conventional standard of conduct, okay? So for us, right, that respect and trust, that strength and honor, I think that's critically important for our guys. Now, okay, hey, here's our code, right? So it starts by them hearing me talk about it, okay, and saying, okay, here's how we're going to do things on defense at Duke. I'm not out there on the field. I'm not with them on Friday night, right? Well, I'm in the press box, four floors up, right? The rest of our staff is, is on the sidelines. It doesn't necessarily matter when it comes to culture what I believe. Yes, we set those standards as a staff, but what matters is what those guys believe, 
right? So we start by setting the, whatever your standard is on defense, right? Our, our fun way to do it is strength and honor, right? So now it, it flips over to them. Come to the front of the room and describe what strength and honor means to you, right? And this is Victor Dimukeji. His head pops up, right? And then he gets to come in the front of the room. So he's an all-conference defensive end for us. And he's getting into the front of the room and he's saying, okay, okay guys, here's what strength and honor means to me. Right. And here's a veteran, but we're going to have every single position group is going to have somebody speak, whether it's a young guy, an old guy, you get to choose. But I don't want, again, just like this, I don't want it just to be a lecture. Right. I want there to be communication from the players. Right. The buy in has to come from those guys and then those guys have to uphold the standards. So, again, why do we do it? We set the standard and then those guys have the buy in, but it's, it's got to be important for them. The measure of if your class time has been effective is really how much did your students, or in this case, players, absorb. So Coach has a process for ending the meetings as well that they're going to check for understanding and be accountable for their learning. And he explains how this process has been important in keeping them engaged in learning throughout the meetings. Okay, so they've gone through the entire meeting. All right, and again, we're still in our culture meeting. And then we're about to ask our guys questions. So in order to leave the room, they have to answer a series of questions. Okay. Now, if I asked a question to an entire room and I said, Keith, how many minutes of hell does our defense play? Only Keith would probably be thinking of the answer because I've called him out. Right. Everybody else is saying, Whoo, okay, I don't have to answer the question in front of my peers. Right. We flip that order. Okay. So, and many of you guys may already do this, but I think this is critical. Okay. And they can use their notes. Okay, and the whole point of these questions, so they're taking notes, right? So then they can look at them and go back and review. We would say, how many minutes of hell does our defense play? Just like this. So the question goes first to everybody in the room. So everybody has thought of it. And then, as you saw as it came up, right? Boom, here's the picture of the player, or you're calling on the player. He then is standing up and he has to communicate and articulate in front of his peers. I think that is critically important to do that. You see how your guys uh, respond to pressure in those situations. And then you also get to know what your guys know in that moment, right? So Christian Hood would say 60 minutes, okay? If his answer is correct, I'll say give him one. Everybody in the room will clap one time or give him two. And they would clap two times there. If he is incorrect, I will call on somebody else. He will sit down, right? The other person would stand up. They would answer the question. If they are correct, then they would sit down and Christian would stand up and he would repeat the correct answer, right? So at the end of the day, he has to make sure he was called on and he's going to make sure he articulates the correct answer, even if he's just repeating what someone else said, right? So here's another example, right? Name two focus points for this spring, right? So two things that we're going to focus on this spring, okay? And this is Brandon Hill, who's one of our senior linebackers, and Brandon may say uh, the 55 and discipline and conditioning, right? Give him one, bam, and then he would sit down. Name two winning edges. So again, the question comes up first, right? And then, so everybody can think of it. And then we're calling on whoever it is. Here's Ahmad Craig, one of our freshman defensive ends. will be a rising redshirt freshman for us. And then he's responding. He may, he may be saying junction points. And the whole room goes, got to win them, right? Uh, smart swarm, meet me at the ball, right? Give him one. And then he would sit down. What's the expectation for getting on and off the field, right? So here's a, a mid-year freshman for us, Aeneas Peebles, who's defensive tackle, right? So then day one, page one, he's responding. Hey, we're running on and off the field. So I know that those guys all know what the expectations are. And this may just be, right, the focus points of whatever you want to make sure as a coordinator or position coach is getting through to your guys, right? You can't emphasize everything, but whatever you want to emphasize, you can. And again, once this happens, then your guys are saying, oh man, I'm about to be quizzed immediately on this stuff. 
So what happens, right? They're writing notes like crazy in meetings, okay? So if you check their notebooks before you would do this compared to after, there's a drastic difference for us. So that's, that's what we've learned, you know, from some of our, our teaching stuff that we've studied. Thanks again for tuning in to Coaching Coordinator. The link to this entire talk can be found in the show notes. Follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski and check out all of our content at coachandcoordinator.com.